the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me this week, my partner in crime, and only him... It's Matt. Just the two of us today, mate. Eh? Just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're singing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I really shouldn't. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, quick apology to everybody. I am full of. I, I don't know whether it's sinus, full of cold. My daughter is convinced I am getting a tree pollen allergy. Um, I'm 38. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure I know what that is. I think we all just called that hay fever. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. it's a generational thing, Sam, isn't it, mate? People it our age, we just like things thing. were just called thing like simple things. Now there's like yeah. everything's branched off, isn't it? Yeah, it really has. Yeah, it's very confusing, <laughs> and it does make me feel nice and old, which uh, yeah. I know I know sort of appreciate why my parents used to look at me like I was an absolute idiot when I'd say things to them. <laughs> Uh, but no, you know, never mind. Um, so we've uh, it's been another uh, quiet week in the history of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, of course, the last show we did was the League Cup final special, where we were joined by uh, the lovely Laura, the delightful Dan, and that dickhead Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> my my friend Stefan, by the way, <laughs> I, I, um, we had a lot of fun feedback to that show, so I thought I'd kick this one off. We're not going to talk about the game. <laughs> no, it's not. We, we all watched it. We're all aware of it. We don't need to rehash it. it it's done over there now. Um, so I thought it'd be funny to actually go through some of the feedback we had via email, and a lot of these, a lot of people email on a regular basis. I want to say thank you for that. I really enjoy it. And if there's ever a point I've not replied, apologies. That's just purely me being an idiot, and I haven't replied yet, but I will. Um, but some of the emails after the show, man, you're gonna love it. So I can put a few things to bed. All right. Stefan is someone I get on with. He is my friend. We do get on. It is a joke. <laughs> um, he did feel genuinely really bad that his that clip was him and not us. So, so let's just put that to bed. It's not really vicious, um, <laughs> but it did make me laugh. Um, no, me and Laura are not married. Uh, four different people were like, "Oh, we're on to you." We heard the way she spoke to you. Absolutely put you in your place. Clearly, there's a relationship there. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came. I listened to it back, and I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, she does kind of speak to me like Sam. Shut up on a regular basis, which I suppose a lot. I think it says a lot more about these guys' marriages <laughs> that they kind of heard a woman telling me to shut up and went, "Ooh, they're married." Yeah, yeah, yeah makes um, sense. So, so I'm worried for all of you. And if you need help, get in touch. <laughs> um, it's every every marriage, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that the truth. <laughs> Escape, run while you can. Uh, Stefan's actually getting married. That lunatic's uh, getting married in August. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Don't know what. I mean, you're happily married, so you you need to keep quiet right now. But I can just say, run, <laughs> don't do it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, people people find it all very funny. Uh, we did have a couple of things as well. Um, Dan is in his twenties. He didn't need his parents' permission to be on the podcast. <laughs> And no, we didn't 
have to clear it with anyone to swear in front of him. <laughs> he does sound quite young as well, doesn't he? He does sound <laughs> young, yeah. No, it's just like, I mean, he says it himself. It's like, I'm cursed with the fact that when I'm just talking and people can't see me, I do sound a lot younger than he does. <laughs> but no, Dan's a freaking unit. He's like one of those gym bunnies. So yeah, um, yeah, he's a big It's deceptive. The voice is deceptive. <clears throat> it is deceptive. He reminds me, and I think I've said this before, those Polynesian bouncers you get in like nightclubs in like <laughs> says Latin America and in New Zealand. Anyone's ever been to New Zealand, these massive Polynesian guys. They're huge, and yet they're really softly spoken, and it's really confusing. <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, no, it's not your night. You're wearing trainers there. You need shoes for this club. If you're not going to wear them, you can walk away. And you're kind of like, do I argue with yeah. this guy? He's like six foot six. He's like four foot wide. He's got a tattoo of like a skull with like blood coming out of it. And yet the way he speaks, it feels like I can argue with him. But no, I, 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 you know, my eyes and my ears here are in some sort of conflict. Do you know we're going to have to get so, some... We're going to have to find a Polynesian name for Dan then, aren't we? That's, unless we just call him Polynesian yeah, Dan. The Polynesian <laughs> Dan, yeah. That's his new name. There you go. That's his new podcast name, Polynesian Dan. And it's not going to make any sense ever to anyone, but that's the reason why. Because he's a freaking yeah, idiot, but he sounds so, so young and so calm and... <laughs> So no, but, but yeah, the, the feedback we had was really funny. Um, a couple of people want to know uh, if you do running updates because they're kind of being a bit inspired by Matt's uh, sofa to to run in a marathon journey. <laughs> <clears throat> I said, don't encourage. No, do, do you know? Do you know, do you know what? I... <laughs> he, he's going to end up hurting himself. <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> yeah, do you know? But ain't that the truth? Do you know what? I, I, I've only like been doing the running since October uh, last year, yeah. but. I find I find as well with the updates, especially like I don't know on Facebook or something like that. It's one of those things where if you're really into it, you are really into it, yeah. you know. But if you're not into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you couldn't be any more bored, any less bored if you tried. Do you know what I mean? It is the most yeah, dullest yeah. thing to to to. Well, do you? If you want to keep me interested, then when you do your runs, try and draw pictures with your runs because I find that fascinating when people do draw that. pictures. You see that. Have you ever seen that? Like, you do those run trackers, okay. and they basically, like, I see yes. people post these all the time, yeah. like, look at me, and I've run all the way around, and I'm like, wow, you just did a big freaking circle. <laughs> why, why show me the map? <laughs> you know, put a post up and say, I've just run, like, a kilometre there, and I go, well done, man, that's amazing. But, why show me just, like, a big grid reference of you going in a big bloody yeah, circle? I don't need to see it. That makes sense. Now, yeah. if you were to draw a cock and balls or something around your hometown, <laughs> and you've just run that, I'm going to go, well done. <laughs> Yes, you have you have achieved something there. Do, do you know? I do. Uh, I do agree. Yeah. Do you know? There's a, there's an app that uh, one of my friends, who's also into his running, uh, told me about. It's, it's an app called Relive, and um, basically you do a run, and it links yeah. it to this app, and then the app, the app kind of like you know when you go on those Google Maps and you see like the the, the street view kind of or the not the street view, but you know when you can turn it to terrain. So oh, so it's yeah, like yeah, so it's yeah. a real map kind of thing, and it yeah. just basically does this little icon thing and it goes along your route but you can put any music on there so like you know i'll put eye of the oh tiger to it and it looks like i've done nice. this massive run do you know what i mean so that's yeah, a great app yeah yeah i like i like the way you do it. yeah yeah you, you need that and you need the right music as well eye of the tiger works yeah it does yeah. Stuff like that. yeah it's basically because our generation grew up with eye of the tiger equals training monster. yeah completely yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah think rocky yeah that's what it means yeah think rocky you can't beat 80s movies for a good montage of like someone going from like being crap to good at something. completely 
I, the only problem with that was I grew up basically believing that if I spent about half, well, three to four minutes of a song doing something, I'd be a freaking expert by the end. Of <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work like that, does you it? Know? <laughs> no, you know, like I went home after being bullied, watched the Karate Kid, do, did a few kicks, listening to the song, went back in the school thinking I was going to wipe the floor <laughs> with them. I got my ass kicked. You know, this doesn't make sense. Danielson was able to do this. <laughs> Yeah, he just stood there doing this crane thing and I thought oh, I'll do that and then they run at him and he kicks him in the face they hit me from the side what the hell <laughs> do you know what mate it's not Daniel's son you need to uh, be asking for advice it's Polynesian Dan's son That's who you... it is Polynesian Dan <laughs> definitely Polynesian Dan is the guy I go to now for maximum intimidation advice <laughs> it's, it's, it's great but like I said like people have just listened to him on the podcast and they're like wow is that kid 12 <laughs> What the, what the shit? You can't say that in front of it. I mean, one of the emails, I, I think it was tongue-in-cheek, but was written in a kind of, this is a semi-complaint, I'm kind of concerned for the welfare of this child. <laughs> you know, you were all swearing in front of him. I mean, does his parents know? I was like, I really, I, I mean, I'm guessing you know you're joking here, but it's really hard to read sometimes in emails. Especially when the person who emailed in is like their first email to us ever. So I got no idea if they get the joke, if they get the tone of the show i got nothing all i got is this email sort of semi-complaining of us swearing in front of a young child i'm like nah he's in his 20s dude's in his own home with a girlfriend you know it's like yeah yeah anyway yeah it was was a good laugh so forgetting that other game thing that happened because uh yeah i'm gonna park that over there uh we have five games remaining of the season um sheffield united are up first at home then we travel to Leeds United, we host Wolverhampton Wanderers, Aston Villa, and then the final game of the season, which is the 23rd of May, we travel to Leicester City. It's 15 um, points right there, Sam. Yeah, I know, easy, right? <laughs> um, do you know, it's funny, because you say that, it's like, a few seasons ago, Mino looked at those five fixtures and gone, anything less than maximum points there, we'd feel disappointed. Completely. Um, you look at that now and I go Sheffield United that's tricky mm. Leeds away that's probably a loss mm. Wolves at home Villa at home they're tricky Vill- Leicester yeah. away we're going to get Wolves dead. always be- Wolves <laughs> always beat at home so we're not, it's no point yeah. counting any points there they do yeah. don't they what the hell is every with season that? they beat us at home didn't they I was at the one maybe two seasons ago at Wembley when they beat us 3-1 and it was just uh, rubbish even Matt Doherty scored in that game what the <laughs> shit <laughs> there you go that's just the, the utter yeah. irony of that yeah, we, we then signed him thinking, we're on to a winner here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that has not worked out. Oh, um, I, I've, I've got no idea. I mean, but yeah, those are the five games. So let's do it. You know, the, the next game that's coming up is Sheffield United. Um, it's at home. Uh, Ryan Mason, is it the wheel? The, um, I, I don't know what he's going to pick. Who he's going to pick. I saw dell has got a new haircut, by the way, like dreadlocks. He looks cool ass. Mm. It, it, Hopefully he gets the well, that's, Maybe maybe he's thinking, look, now Mourinho's gone. This I need to get attention yeah. somehow to get back on that football yeah. pitch. Yeah, think. yeah, just like you know. So when Ryan walks in, he goes, "Who the hell's that guy?" And they're like, "Oh, that's Delhi." Like, really? Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, let's give him a go. A new look. Or maybe uh, maybe he's just like because he's just thinking, maybe I can be somebody. Else. He's going disguise, like yeah, you know. Yeah, who's who's that guy? Oh, someone called <laughs> yeah, Ali. Someone called Ali. You know, um, yeah, I'll yeah. play him. Yeah, he can't be any, yeah, any not, worse. Entirely sure. Perhaps that's that's the way to do it. Just change all his shirt and everything back to Ali on the back and just be like what 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 no, the, the deli guy yeah it was my yeah, brother he go, yeah the one Mourinho was talking about 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, let's <laughs> not make that joke. Yeah, so I have no idea what the plan is, who we're going to play, what players are going to play, where, what formation, whether we're going to play it from the back, where we're going to kick it. I've got no idea with anything anymore. No. So all I know is that it's five games, and in these five games, we have the opportunity to potentially secure European qualification. There is a massive, massive outside chance we could possibly sneak into the top four if other teams mess up, which given this season, other teams are guaranteed to mess up, unfortunately. Unfortunately, so are yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so that is there. There is the carrot in front of the players to, to try that. Um, it's interesting. Basically, I think the target from the position we're in, realistically, is to try and grab a Europa place. Because, of course, at the moment, <clears throat> we're sort of pushing towards the third tier European competition, which is brand new and kicks off next season. Um I'm not sure when we built the stadium, that was what we had in mind. Mm. <laughs> Everyone remember the Intertoto? Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, We've man. gone back to the 90s, yeah, Sam, I... haven't we? We've just gone back to the 90s, I feel. Which wouldn't, which wouldn't be so bad if the music was the same. Yeah. I quite like the music in the 90s. Um, but then again, that's because I'm old. <laughs> I, I listened to Radio 1 the other day. What? Gen- well, you should be listening to Radio 1. Yeah. I know, I really shouldn't. It, it was on, and uh, Greg James is the DJ in the morning. I quite like Greg James in the past when I've listened to it. I thought, oh, I'll listen to a bit of Radio 1, why not? And I think he played like two or three songs, and I genuinely had this moment, well, that's just noise. This is noise. <laughs> do, do you know what? This is, I've got a little radio on it, though, as well, that made, made me feel old. So I went I went to the gym yesterday, and... Um, they were playing Capital, and I, you know, the Capitals. It's not, you know, this. Yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not something. It's Radio One with. Yeah, it's something yeah. I shouldn't be going near it near nowadays. You know. No. And the, the radio presenter is called Jimmy Hill, and I was like, right. it's called Jimmy Hill, like Jimmy. Yeah, yeah right, mate. I believe yeah. you, Jimmy. But I reckon yeah. that the everyone that listens Nobody to Capital would be clueless to the to the Jimmy Hill reference. Yeah, you're. Sadly, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think Jimmy Hill chin. Chinny, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. It used to be like if anyone like you know if you mate you got you come back from six six holidays and your mate was like oh yeah I went to Disneyland for two weeks you'd be like yeah Jimmy yeah, you well, did Jimmy Hill yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, look at my chin yeah no I, yeah that's the boy boy yeah that that should come back it really Kids should nowadays yeah. Jimmy uh, kids nowadays I don't think they talk to each other I think they all get in the school and send each other. I don't, freaking, I don't get it my, my daughter goes to school she's with her best friend all day she'll then get in the car picked up from school and sit there without speaking to anyone in the car with her DMing her best yeah. friend who she's just sat next to for the whole yeah. day the minute she gets home she gets changed and FaceTimes her now I, I, I love that she's got friends that are really close to her and stuff like that but what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I used to like go to school and come home and be in the garden kicking a ball about. Yeah. <laughs> it just or like my mates like, Oh, I'm going to my mate's house. We're gonna what are you gonna do? Kick a ball about. <laughs> yeah. Well do you know um, what back in my back in my day, day, do you know what? This will make you feel a little bit better, Sam. When when oh, when Seb gets home from school, that's what he does all, all yeah. he does it for about two or three hours, he'll go into the back garden and start kicking the football about. So Whoa. it's not died. Seb, Seb is my new it's hero not died, for a generation coming through. You let him know. <laughs> what, what, how's he finding things as a Tottenham fan? Because oh. me and you are used to us losing. How's that poor little soul doing? I do, do you know what? I, 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 I'm going through the same contemplation that I had a few... If, um, no, don't do it, Matt. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I know I know what you're going to say. You're going to say maybe you should encourage him to support somebody I just, else. I feel, like, I feel like I'm 
it, it's it's child abuse. Like you know, this this be, <laughs> this making him a Spurs fan. I just like could I just you, I don't. I... Could you imagine that phone call, uh, Esther Ranson? Yeah, my dad's making me support Tottenham. But, yeah, we're ringing. But is it? Do you know what? I just it's. You, you know, like we won't go there with a the Super League, okay? But but I, one of no. one of my thoughts was like, I just can't face another thirty odd years of just this what we've had, what I've had for the last 35, yeah, no. 35 years. And I'm like, I'm giving him this. This is the gift. This is like, mm. I'm cursing you with Spurs for the for the rest of your life. It feels like but, a curse. But, but, this, <laughs> but this is the legacy that we leave behind. You know, my my grandfather moved from North London out to Bristol. My father then followed the team. The one thing I would say, right, is my git father grew up, he was 10 years old in 1960. So basically, his teenage years, school years, everything like that was the 60s. Now imagine being a football fan, a Tottenham fan in the 60s. So not only is your team, without a doubt, probably one of the best sides in the country for that decade... England won the bloody World wow. Cup in 66, yeah. and my old man was 16. Jesus, man. It's not fair, is it? No, it's not. It's not. And, and, like, he, he says to me, like, stuff all the time, like, oh, I kind of went off football a bit in the 90s. I'm like, well, I'm not freaking surprised. No. Well, do you know, do you know, you look at the eight. so I, I was born in 79, so 81 yeah. won the FA Cup, 82 won the yeah. FA Cup, 84 won, the, you know, the European Cup. Yeah, I mean, it was just, was it? Yeah. it was just like... Yeah, I, I mean, I was born in 83, so my first real memory of us winning anything was '91. I, I know we won the UEFA Cup, but I, I wasn't really aware of that. Um, but the '91 FA Cup, and then it just died. And then, and then, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, do I take some responsibility? I don't know. I mean, I mean, my older brother sort of looks at me like cursing. Me, you know, um, I, I don't know. I just. Maybe if I switch, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll do an experiment. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Chelsea. Oh, it's got, do you know what? Even <laughs> let's take them down. Oh, do, do you know what? As much as like it would be lovely to like go right. Okay, I'm going to support another team that wins things. It's just horrible, nah, isn't it? I it's can't. that kind of. Nah, Ooh, I never could. Nah, I, I, I can. And, and to be honest with you, there are, there are days and. Um, the League Cup final was was one of them, um, but there are days where I do look at it and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Why do I dedicate so much of my time, so much of my uh, passion, love, if you like, to, to this football club? Any any relationship has to be some give. Yeah, intent. sure. You know, there just <laughs> has to be some somewhere. <laughs> it's like here, and basically in this relationship, it's like, hey, have all my money. <laughs> Every year, this is what I'm giving you, all this money. Like, I'm not even a little bit, you know, yeah. like, all this money. Here's all this time and effort that I go to to, to support you, to be a part of you, to do all this stuff. And in return, you give me what? <laughs> what joy do you give me? And and the thing is, and this is something that I know is controversial for people, is like, for me, it's not even the trophies thing. Like, the trophy thing is great. But when Mauricio Pochettino was in charge and we were playing great football on a regular basis, the joy I had in just watching my team on a regular basis play great football is up there. You know, I loved that. Me and you used to do this podcast every week and every time we'd do a show, there'd be stuff to talk about that was just joyful. Mm. And we'd talk about, oh, you know, how, can, how, how do you think we can make that next? So, you know, but, but we were in everything. We were competing for things. It was like a, a real go for it. And now we're in this position where it's like, I think I'm Alistair Gold, the journalist for Football London, summed it up yesterday in like his summary when he said, under Richard Pochettino, it was the most together he felt the fan base and the club 
in his time covering the club and supporting the club. And now, in this very moment, it's the most fractured yeah. it's ever yeah. been. And, and he's right, because there, if people like me who do podcasts, run Facebook pages, stuff like that, are ready to tell the club to go themselves, yeah, sure. The, the casual fan, the other fan, they must be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. Mm. I mean, I, I know people that I've, I interact with, season ticket holders, and I'm talking about people that are at home and away games and have been for decades. These are the these are the ones who were at Wembley. You know, these are the ones that the the elite few, if you yeah. like, you, you've got enough points accumulated oh, that they can probably own shares in the yeah. club, you know. Um, now, these people are done you know they're on about uh, protests and all sorts and just and when you when you've reached that fracture point when you've reached that point of saturation that enough of the fan base are pissed off and not only pissed off like online going oh god i'm so fed up with this club daniel levy kiss my ass blah, 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 blah. you're talking about people now actually going do you know what i'm i'm done um you can keep your ticket you can take your membership I don't want it, you know, I'll always love this club and I'm not going to go supporting anyone else, but until something changes, you you can stick it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when you push those people to that point, you have got to look at yourself and ask some serious-ass questions. And and you were just talking about them with your son. I mean, can you ever imagine contemplating, thinking something like that when Mauricio Pochettino was in charge? No, it's mate. It's no. it's really difficult at the moment, isn't it? I, I, it, it, it just feels like, and it, it probably felt a little bit like this uh, at the end of um, um, Pochettino's tenure, that we just come, we've come to an end of something, haven't we? You, you yeah. know, like he, he, like you said, under Pochettino, it was the best. I know I'm speaking for you as well. The best it probably has yeah. ever been as a Spurs fan in our in our yeah. memory. You know, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, like. We yeah. joked about that my complete and utter fuck up in Barcelona, but think about that now. We was in in the new camp yeah. qualifying for the next stage of the Champions League. You know, we we were in the new camp qualifying and we were in the new camp competing. We were a competitive sh- team with all the best teams in Europe. Yeah, and we and we 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 go out with a whimper to you know, to, all right, they're not the worst team in the world, but a team that we we should have you know we we were two new up on the first leg and it's in the oh, Europa wow. League and. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's such a fall from grace, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> it, 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 there's there's a fall from grace, and then there's an absolute <laughs> nosedive. Yeah, um, you know, this is kind of like a nosedive, which you're then pushing the thing forward to try and get down to the ground faster. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, it, it kind of felt it, the end of the Pochettino era, if you like. He for two seasons had been screaming, "I need, you know, we need to make changes. We need to make changes." It never happened. So when that ended, it kind of inevitable. Like I, even when he was fired, I still was in shock. But it kind of felt like, bloody hell! There's only one way this is going to end, and this this isn't great. This is awful. Um. So when he went, the club, to me, the club had two choices. The club could have either backed him and gone, do you know what? Yeah, for the last two seasons, we haven't done what you've been calling for. Um. That was because of the stadium, the overruns, blah blah blah. The funds are in place now. Yeah, it's going to be painful for a couple of seasons whilst we sort this stuff out, but we're backing you. Mm. You know, you're in charge. You you can do it. But they didn't. They made the call that, nah, this squad's bloody good. You've just lost them. We'll bring in Jose Mourinho. He's a He'll win some trophies. We're going to do this. <laughs> and, and, and it was a gamble, and it was a gamble that has not paid off. Mm. It's a gamble that, 
from day one, there was a portion of our fan base who went, nope, Jose at our club, nope. Just like when George Graham came in. George Graham won a trophy, by the way, Jose, just for those keeping score. Um, And it is a case of uh, just day one, you immediately alienated a portion of the fans. Me and you, I think, were part of the main core group, which was, okay, he's a Chelsea legend, don't like that. He's a proven winner at multiple clubs. That's that's a good thing. Um, Let's hope... You know, the Man United thing's a concern. <laughs> you yeah. know, what happened there, that's a concern. But there appears to be circumstances, you know, living out of a hotel, uh, his marriage broke down, all this stuff. Kind of like, okay, you know, he's taking a time away. He's talked about how he's different now and he's learned different techniques for developing players. So I, I think I can speak for both of us when we're like, a bit cautious, but, you know, let's give him let's give him a go. You know, he's got to be back. You've got to, Jose with his CV, you've got to let him do the job. Um, nothing really was inspiring in his tenure with the COVID break and everything, but to be honest with you, the football being shut down and no fans, we all kind of looked at it and went, can you really judge anyone on that? That's really weird. Mm. You know, that was weird. We then had the summer transfer window. Some, some, he basically got all targets bar a central defender. Um, and we started the season really well. I mean, we were top of the league. Uh, we smashed Man United 6-1 at Old Trafford. We beat Southampton. We were high-flying 5-2. It's like we, we started the season well and then West Ham broke us. Don't say that too um, loud, Sam. <laughs> no, no. Well, they've had a bloody great season since that point. Mm. Like, literally, they, they came back in that game and have gone on from strength to strength. And we, like, our, it was like it could not compute. It's like Josie couldn't get his head around it. The players couldn't get their head around it. Like, something broke that day, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, yeah, we, we still picked up a fair few wins. But at the same time, it's like confidence, the fragility of the defence, everything. It was just bizarre. And then, I, I don't know when it was, but to say that his sacking was not a case of if but when was obvious oh, for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fan base had gone from... Yeah, let's give him a bit of a go. To me and you just being like, please just get this get man him out. out. Of our yeah. Because it is so toxic. Like, everything is about him. Everything is toxic as hell. Um, the, you know, Harry Kane aside, you could see most of the players didn't like the guy. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was just a strange thing. And now we're in this position, you know, like I said, where we're looking for a new manager. And, you know, we, we've been rejected openly by two, which... I mean that that hurts. It's a it's a <laughs> nay from Nagelsmann, unfortunately, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So so from from everything that's been written by people that I trust, Julian Nagelsmann was approached, um, and the minute we made the approach, Bayern Munich agreed a fee with Leipzig to basically buy him out of his contract. Yeah. So it was kind of like Munich was like, no, 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 don't talk to them. <laughs> no, 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 we want you. He, he grew up a Bayern Munich fan from Munich. He's being offered that job is kind of like. Yeah, I think with um, with them with Bayern Munich, so uh, yeah. I I think they would have probably preferred to to get him later. They could have. I I think you're possibly yeah. right. I just think they saw him potentially go into England mm. and thought we might lose him, mm. you know, as an option. Um, but they they moved bloody quick. You know, we we basically spoke to him. I'd be like Sigurer. 
for being a money club that came out of nowhere, I know they're hated in Germany for it, but the RB brand with what they do across the clubs and everything, it does seem to be football orientated. I mean, I I don't know a massive amount about them, so perhaps I'm I'm you know speaking a little bit negatively, but they they do seem to be football orientated in putting the money back in, and and their approach seems to be like the one players go, do you know what I'd like to speak to somebody else. They're like, okay, yeah, you know, and the manager was the same. Mm. So so they were receptive to like yeah you know yeah he's under contract which means you're gonna have to do a deal with us but if he'd like to talk to you then okay, um and yeah he he basically turned around and said, uh no thank you I've got a better offer. Mm. Um the the other person that the club reached out to was Brendan Rogers, again people that I trust have written that we definitely did reach out to him and he definitely did say no thank. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm not so um, disappointed about that to be honest. No, and I don't know about you, but it's like I've got no logical reason really to dislike Brendan Rodgers other than that he's just one of those people. Him and Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> Why Alan Titchmarsh? I, I, I just don't. I just don't like them, and I have got no logical reason. Well, Alan Titchmarsh got to be the most inoffensive man in the world, and yet I see him and I want to. Hate him. <laughs> and I've got no. I can't give you a reason. And Brendan Rodgers has never really done anything across football to annoy me, other than he's done quite well. I mean, he's done a great job at Leicester. Uh, he did a great job when he was up in Scotland. Um, he did a good job at Liverpool, despite people really running him down over do, it. Do you know? Do you know what? So, talking about Liverpool though, uh, uh, Sam, with him. Do you yeah. remember when he had a diggers over um, uh, guy that's now Evan Sigurdsson? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That might yeah, that might yeah, be yeah. subconsciously re- a reason why you hate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's bound to be reasons, but yeah, I just don't like him. So it was kind of like one of those things, like you know, footballing there. You know, it kind of makes sense, but. And I saw a lot of fans kind of like, it hurts a bit that someone at Leicester would look at the Tottenham job and go, nah, that's a step down. And and I do get why fans would feel that way. But you got to remember, he's under, he's very well paid at Leicester. He's got a very good contract, good length left on it. They're looking like they're about to get into the Champions League, whereas we're looking like we're maybe tickling the third tier, perhaps, maybe. Um, we're also in an absolute mess yeah, that, and, where that, the fans yeah. want to kill the board. Mm. The board are basically just trying to last it out and hope they can survive. Yeah. Um, our best player is basically in the media every chance he gets, going, "Yeah, I want to win trophies." Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for this London Football Award, but I want to win a team trophy. Um, my favourite reply to that on Twitter, by the way, to that interview was, well, maybe if you scored a goal on a final, we might have won one by now. <laughs> now, the person who wrote that then wrote, I love you, Harry, by the way. But he's got a point. Kind of like, he's got a freaking yeah, point, yeah. Harold. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be yeah, nice if any su- any Spurs player scored a goal any, in the final. I, I'd take an own goal. Right anything. Now. I would literally take anything. One going in off the referee's ass and it gets given by mistake. Anything. To score a goal on a final now, I'd celebrate like a so, so we, we've got so I know like we, you look now we've had four finals and we haven't scored a single goal in how many FA Cup semi-finals have, have we lost in now it's something uh, like seven or eight I mean we, like, you know, no football team deserves this much bad luck surely do you know do you know that's a record since we last won it we've not got back to the final of the FA Cup yeah. I don't think we've lost like it, and someone pointed out the other day like Arsenal were on five wins when we won it for the eighth time which was a record mm. They now have the record at 13, and in that time that they've done that, we've set a record for the most semi-final defeats. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? We've been cursed, like, you know, mate. We've been cursed. 
We really... I did say this the other day. It's like, did we upset? Is this like a gypsy curse? I swear. When we built this stadium, was there like a native burial ground we went over? I, I don't know. I mean, someone needs to look into this. You know, it almost like to the point, if I was the new new manager, right, whoever the club appoint. Let's pick his me. I want it to be Ted Lasso, by by the way. Oh, um, yeah. You still you still need to watch. Yes, that. I will. You do. I'm, I'm watching you the do, I'm watching the staircase at the moment on Netflix. As soon as I finish that, I'll put that on on my journey to work. The, the staircase. Fantastic. Nothing. Not Spurs. Not football related at all. But yeah, it's about right, the, about okay. the, the guy whose wife was found at the bottom of the stairs covered in blood and just whether he was guilty or not. Fascinating. But yeah, that's a side note. <laughs> I'll, 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 spoiler alert! He did it right. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so Ted Lasso, I mean, he'd walk in there, get some shaman in the club, all the players, everyone, and like do a big lifting of a curse ceremony. Everyone might laugh. It has to be. But something needs to happen. Like, okay, we need to break this curse. And in Ted Lasso, there's a curse there. Everyone thinks the um, the physio room is cursed. Anyone who goes in there ends up seriously injured. <laughs> Which, by the way, someone could say about top <laughs> at times. Hey, where's Harry? Oh, he just walked in the physio room. Get him oh, out! <laughs> yeah. His ankles are going to break. Um, yeah. My, my daughter's doing a history of summer at the moment, and she's calling Harry Kane Achilles. Okay. I was like, all right. Yeah. Smart ass. She's not, she's not wrong, though, <laughs> is she? To be fair. No, you're, you're going to bring your bringing classy banter to the football. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so something needs to happen. Um, Manager-wise... Um, so my first choice, everyone who listens to this knows was Nagelsmann. He, to me, would have been not only just a great choice in terms of the way he likes to play football, the way he likes to bring through players, etc., but also, even though he's young, the reputation in the game, I felt, would have given everyone in the club a bit of a, oh, oh, that's good, mm. you know, this, this, this feels good. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers wasn't a choice of mine, but I felt perhaps people would have responded as well because of the way... You know his record in the Premier League, for etc. All of the names that left, that are left, sorry, none of them really give me that vibe. And the club have said to the media they're going to appoint a manager by the end of this season. Um, so there's five games left. Twenty third of May, the end of the season. So by the twenty third of May, we will know who our new manager is. Um, Welcome to the 90s, Sam. When when you see Christian Gross walk in with his underground ticket in a month's time, you know, mate, we'll be Christian like, we're back. Christian Gross had a job with Schalke in Germany and they've just got relegated with the lowest ever points <laughs> total in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Uh, um, Tottenham Hotspur shall wear a special edition match shirt featuring ISF Cambodia during our home game against Sheffield United. That's just been announced. Okay. How come? I I have no idea what the hell that's about. Basically, it's the same shirt with a different sponsor on it. I did see as well that um, our, our new shirts are going to be worn in our final home game, I think, against Aston Villa. So, the 2021-22 season shirt. And and the, the journalist who basically said, oh, we've been told this today, the replies were just hilarious. It's like I don't care if this is the best looking shirt I've ever seen in my life. They can shove it up their ass. <laughs> was the general was the general theme of is this club serious? I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'd made this joke before, so I'm not gonna make the same joke again. But I do want to point out that I think the club really needs to address their marketing teams because the day after the League Cup final, uh, so this is Monday, 
the first email I get, uh, and I find it in my junk, which is where it should have stayed, is from Tottenham Hotspur inviting me to use a discount code for the damn Skywalk. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, really? don't encourage people to go up high. <laughs> no, you're going to invite Tottenham fans up to a high place right now. I mean, just just a freaking nerve of emailing us at all the next day. Unless the email is, look, really sorry, here's 50% off at a club shop for 24 hours because we're crap and you deserve a discount of that magnitude if you even want to spend money with us because we're crap and we're so sorry. <laughs> I might read that email and go, that's a nice gesture. You can still kiss my ass, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Do you know? But to basically send me through this code along the lines of, hey, you, you spent £80 on a membership this year. Here's... 50 pence off a chance to go on the skywalk which will cost you 90 pounds um and yeah yeah come book it come on you're a tottenham fan you want to go at the skywalk don't you? well for one i know i fucking know it's really high up no you're good um but two just just read the room a little yeah. just don't send us sales things when you've just been utter shite Completely. they're as bad as joe hart's mum on his instagram oh, job yeah, don't, don't go there <laughs> do, do you know uh, yeah. talking about Booking tours um, for Christmas, my mum got me yeah. and Seb a, a stadium tour of the stadium. Yeah. And um, so obviously it was booked for March and obviously yeah. that couldn't happen. So she, in the end, she's just been, I mean, I'm rubbish with technology myself, but, you know, my mum's mm. nearly 70. So she's like, I can't work out. So I said, just send me the freaking email and I'll sort it out. So she sent yeah. it over to me and I phoned them up uh, earlier in the week and I've rearranged it for July. Uh, one okay. week in in July, and um, I think I must have mentioned this before, but me and Seb yeah. are planning to do our little st- uh, stadium tour, kind of uh, road, uh, road trip, the two of us, like a boys yeah, road trip. Yeah, good, yeah. Now I've, I've I've basically booked it in for ten o'clock in the morning, uh, yeah. one weekend in July, and then the plan is then to do a couple more, and this is where possibly I might unintentionally have give Seb a, a, another team to support because what we're doing is we're going yeah. to get the train. So we're going to do the tour at 10 and then half 11 out finish. And then we're going to get a train yeah. up to Manchester, do the old Trafford yeah. tour, which includes their trophy cabinet. And oh, wow. and then uh, we're going to get a train up to Glasgow that evening and in, and get, we get there about 11 o'clock at night and we'll stay there the yeah. night. And then in the morning, we're going to do a tour of either the Ibrox or, or the... Um, or the uh, Rangers. The other, the other one. Do you know yeah. what's escaped me now? What is it? I brought nah, some... Well, of the two teams, Rangers is the one that goes. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, right, Celtic Park, there we go. Uh, and yeah. then we're going to fly back because I just love being on aeroplanes anyway. So I thought, we're all up in Scotland, we might as well fly back to oh, London. Why? So fun. it'd be really cool. But yeah, I, I booked the, Man- the Manchester United one yesterday and I'm like, hmm. yeah. I mean, when we have a little tour of their trophy cabinet, it's going to look a little nah, bit busier than the, nah, than the one we Seb, saw in the morning. Seb, <laughs> Seb's going to be fine. He, he's going to come out of this be even more dedicated to Tottenham. Do you think? You wait. Yeah, because there's, there's a thing that you, it's like, it's very British as well, this kind of like, nah, nah, that's, that's it now, I've picked this. Yeah, but you could pick that one, doesn't matter. No. Yeah, but this one hurts you, it doesn't matter, <laughs> I picked it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I hope so. Well, we'll see. I hope so. I mean, I, mean, if, I mean, if he does change, then obviously, you know. He won't, he won't, I won't let him. Yeah. And, and do, you know, do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I won't really let him. No, I'm not really going to let is just, This is just a flight of fancy yeah. in my mind. Yeah, of course. This is just showing him, you see this? This is what you could have won. Yeah, exactly. This is what you could have won, yeah, there's a lot yeah, to if it. If your dad had supported Man United, this would be you. Oh, God, no. Jesus. Yeah. We, we've, uh, yeah. an- another thing I did this week as well is I, I renewed my season ticket. And uh, Wow, how did that feel? Uh, I don't know. 
know. <laughs> I don't know. Do yeah. you know I don't know. It felt like, do you know what it felt like? It felt like paying a large gas bill. Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to do it because I kind of need to do it, but it's no joy yeah. in doing it. Do you know what I mean? No, but um, no, I'm, really. I'm hoping now, and I've said this before, but I'm really hoping that all these emails we get and all this, all the stuff you see on Twitter, how much people are yeah. pissed off, then it will give him that opportunity to get a season ticket this season. So selfishly, yeah, well, yeah, yeah just selfishly, be angry. Yeah, selfishly, it could be. It could be. I mean, there is a lot of people telling them to stick their tickets. I have seen that. And based on the stuff with the supporters trust, um, it would appear it's a genuine thing is one, not just the idol, you know, oh, I'm going to rip up my ticket. And then they're back there yeah, the next day. Yeah. This is... This appears to be a lot of people have just gone. Do you know what I'm done. I need a, Why am I doing yeah, this course. to myself? I need eleven thousand people to be to have that attitude, and then eleven thousand. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get there this season. No. Well, I don't know. It depends who they appoint. You know, yeah. if if they appoint Christian Gross to come back after his very successful stint <laughs> in Germany, um, you could well get past the eleven. But hell, I could get off on a damn season ticket. You know, hey Sam, you're four hundred and fifty-six thousandth place for a season ticket. Good news. Good news. Yeah, please, it's not. Good Good Please news. have one. If they ever contact me to take a season ticket, it's not good no. news. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, mate, um, we've reached the time of the show. We need to hand it over to our fans on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I did put the thing out quite late yesterday for any questions, but yet some people have asked some. So let's head there now. As you go, if you build it, they will come. Now it's time for your comments. Wow, that's a reference to a film, mm. isn't it? What's that from? I don't know. It just, Field of Dreams. just appeared in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's from Field of Dreams. Oh, there you there go. Because I is, I is well old, isn't <laughs> um, Right, Instagram. Uh, first one is from Matt Falser underscore 16. With the news that Eric Ten Hag is one of the favourites to take over at Spurs, that's true, he is, I was wondering, do you know any good hiding spots for Lucas Moura around Hotspur Way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting first team meeting, wouldn't Awkward. it? Hello, everyone. Lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you. You die. Lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you. Is he Welsh? Sorry. I thought he was Dutch, not Welsh. Yeah. Well, well, he's a bit Welsh Dutch, you see. <laughs> lovely um, to meet you. Yeah. That's Indian. Yeah. Lovely to... I can't yeah, do a Welsh yeah, accent. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't try and do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that would be very wrong looking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'll leave the impressions yeah. to you, Dutch, mate. Dutch, no, see, so you do Dutch. The problem I've got is my reference for a stupid Dutch accent happens to be bloody um, Mike Myers doing gold oh, yeah, yeah. Right, frigging yeah. gold, gold member, whatever it was, the Austin Paris. I like gold. Yeah, a schmuck and a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, I better not do that. But yeah, Eric Tanhag is the favourite right now. Uh, it was reported last night that uh, Tottenham have made a formal approach to speak to him, and he is going to have an interview with Daniel Levy. Um, how I feel about that, I don't know. I, do, but, do you know uh, what? I know. You, I know you said that you, your reservations are the fact that there's been no Ajax manager that's come over and lit the Premier League alight. But yeah, I, I still think you know you you look at that run Ajax had in the Champions League. Like, you know, yeah. they just, they brushed Real Madrid aside, didn't they? They were, yeah, you know, yeah, he had them playing they, good football. Yeah, but then they got knocked out by us. So yeah, but we, we had Pochettino, so it was like a bad... Uh, I, right, I, I know, <laughs> do, do, do you know what? I know you're not too keen on him, but I, I would love uh, Bielsa from Leeds. I would love him. I know he's getting old, and but he's he's yeah. like, you know what, you watch those, those old... Um, 
uh, martial art films, and they always go back to the original, yeah. the master, the, 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 the sensei. The sensei. Yeah, He's yeah, the sensei, yeah. isn't he? You know. He is. I mean, uh, Pep Guardiola and Mauricio Pochettino are two of his, you know, most discerning pupils, and they're they've done all right. Yeah. Um. Uh, to be honest with you, my only issue with Bielsa is it would be short term. Mm. So I'd, I'd like to see us point the club in a direction now, which is to build again, to compete again. Um, Bielsa, you know, he's only signing one year at a time, deals with Leeds because basically he's like, at some point I've had enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm just like, oh, I have a five-year contract. No, no, I could be dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just another year. Let's, let's just keep it rolling. Um, I, I mean, I think the guy lives and breathes and loves what he does, and I think he's enjoying being at Leeds. Um, would I think he'd do a good job with this squad potentially? Um, I, I think he could do a good job anywhere, really. He's just a very, very good tactically depth manager. So I don't have anything against him. I just would look at that similar to the way I looked at Harry Redknapp coming in. It's kind of like we're in deep shit. Here's a safe pair of hands for a couple of years, and then we try and build again. Mm. Um, which means you might have some good nights, but there's no longevity there. There's no kind of um, creating something. And I know football's kind of very, you know, manager comes in, manager leaves now. Um, but I, I still like, I don't know, I'd still like someone to come in who I feel like they could put down a bit of root. They could try and build something. And right now the club is so messed up. Yeah, it is so fractured. Completely. You need someone who's gonna last. Mm. Hopefully, yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that's that's my only reason really, because Bielsa's done such a good job at Leeds. Um, Sims one two seven says, "Thanks for pointing me in the direction of Ted Lasso." Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Sheer brilliance during a very tough times. Would take Ted as our manager. We might uh, we might not have a choice. We might have to take him. A uh, big shout out to Sam, Matt, and the team. Love the podcast. Thank you. Ah, uh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> Get Ted Lasso on. <laughs> Um, oh, and we have a question here from the Mountain Man. He's back. He's a man. Such a man. Such a man. He's a real, a real man's man. He says... Is Harry leaving now a certainty, having failed to win a trophy and being unlikely to finish in the top four? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think for the first time Harry wants to go. I also think he's going to run into a problem. And that problem is a combination of contract length remaining... Daniel Levy knowing that he's hanging on by a thread and if he lets Harry go, he might as well go with him. Um, And clubs actually being able to afford him or afford an offer that the club could accept and save face. Um, You're talking 175 to 200 million for Tottenham to even look at the offer. Um, In this current marketplace, COVID, etc., that is a big big ask for anyone the spanish clubs absolutely not they're near bankrupt um they don't have that the only clubs probably in the world who can afford him right now is man city chelsea or psg um would mauricio pochettino like to add harry kane to mbappe and neymar yeah would harry kane like to play in france week in week out i don't know 
Um, would he like to chase down the Premier League record and win trophies at Man City? Yeah, probably. Um, he probably would go there. Um, Chelsea, I don't think he would. I think that'd be a a bridge too far, pardon the pun, uh, for him. But I don't know. It's going to be whether the clubs want to finance the deal. I mean, everyone's talked about um, Man City this summer basically going all out for Haaland, and Dortmund have basically put a price tag on him of about 150 million plus add-ons. With him being that much younger, if I was spending the money, that's that's where I'd go um, personally. But when you look at Kane in the Premier League and his record, it is insane. I mean, someone pointed out to me something the other day, which is really awful, but it's it's true, and it is something that must be on his mind, which is Harry Kane's about to turn the same age as Carl Walker did when Carl Walker left us. Since Carl Walker left us, he's picked up four League Cups, two, about to be three Premier Leagues, and possibly, potentially, he's about to win the Champions League. Mm. Plus, he's won the FA Cup as well. Now, that's in the time since he left us, at the same age Kane is about to turn in the summer. So, yeah, this is the first summer I've generally had a thought he could go. Mostly because in his interviews, he's not even hiding it. <laughs> it's like the rumour came out he was ready to leave, and now every interview he does, he's basically saying, I, I need to win trophies, I don't want to look back on my career about winning trophies as a team. Um, it's so... Any manager that comes in, one of the first jobs is going to have to be to convince Kane, convince Son, convince Undombele, convince a couple of others that you've got to give me a chance, you've got to give me a season. Because if you can convince them, you know, I am who I am, this is how I want to play, this is how we're going to play, you know, this is this is the way forward, you know, get behind me kind of thing. If you've got the ability to do that, then I think Kane would probably sit down with Levy and go, right, gentleman's agreement here. I'm going to give it one more year. I'm going to give it my all. But if at the end of this year we're in the same place, you've got to let me go. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I don't think we're going to win anything in the short term, let alone the long term. You know, if he's going to... No, the way everything feels right now, it doesn't feel like you're going to win anything ever. Yeah. But uh, the, that that can change. I, I know that sounds really trite, but so much can change so quickly. I mean, like I said earlier on, we win those five games and other results are away. Suddenly we're in the Champions League, which would be ridiculous. Mm. Like, we do not deserve to be there at all. But we could be, and uh, which is madness, but it could happen. I don't see it happening, of course, but what I mean is the the whole mood and everything can change very quickly in football. You know, you get a new manager in, the summer goes really well, and we start next season playing good attacking football. One of the, one of the big things at the moment with this side, now anyone with eyes can see it, is the fitness of the players. They're not fit, no. you know. And I I've kind of made excuses. I've kind of got oh, we've played so many games, we played so many games, but it's now. You know, so many people are now pointing this out, and it's come from so many different sources at the club. You know, I think I mentioned on the podcast, I definitely mentioned it to you. You know, people have told me that just the fitness levels, like the fitness program and everything that Josie Adam doing is like so outdated. Like the players are just not fit. Yeah, sure. You know, they're they're not in a condition for the Premier League for for what they're doing. Now, if you watch since Christmas, our decline. 
it's now bloody obvious. Mm. And like a couple of people said to me, well, you know, Harry Kane, I know he's just picked up the, that injury and therefore he didn't look as fit in the final, but he's been all right. You, 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 you have this kind of thing where Harry Kane is so self-motivated, so self-driven, that if a manager at a club shows up and goes, right, this is our training routine, Kane would look at that and go, I ain't going to be fit enough doing that. I'll do extra. Yeah, sure. The vast majority of players ain't going to do that. Sir Jory ain't going to do that. No. Sir Jory is going to look at the training regime and go, woohoo! Yeah, happy days. Yeah, Chang Hee Undumbel is going to look at it and go, get me a pizza, boys. It's celebration time. <laughs> you know, it just it ain't going to happen. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you just, you got to equate football sometimes to being at work. The vast majority of us would show up at work if our manager goes, right, this is the job now. We'd all look at it and go, Right, so it's like half the work we used to do in the same pay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All good, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I am on board. Um, so none of us can really be critical of that. It just, but there are, of course, still going to be one or two exceptions, like Harry who will show up, look at that, and go, nah, no, 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 no. If that's the teamwork, then I need to do this. I need to do this because he's just a driven bastard he just is yeah. that's the way he's got to where he is yeah. you know he wasn't the most skillful he wasn't all of these things he wasn't the pretty boy or anything like that he's just somebody who just went right I'm going to work I'm going to work I'm going to work and I'll be the best I can be um, but yeah you, it's funny because you got sort of conflicting interviews from him as well like um, London Evening Standard literally spoke to him twice at the London Football Awards the first time they talk about you know congratulations on winning that and he was just super focused on, yeah, it doesn't really mean a lot. You know, this is great, but I want to be winning team trophies. Now, you can look at this two ways. You can look at that as I'm sending out a massive message to everybody. Or you can look at it from the point of view of he just lost a final. He's pissed off. Mm. So someone's given him this personal accolade, and he's like, yeah, great, thanks. But, you know, I'm, you know, I really want to win that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, I'm really aggravated. Because the second interview he did... He's talking about Tottenham's next season, we and us. Yeah, I noticed you know, the that. Terminology. Yeah. terminology is we need to do this. As a group, we need to be better at doing this. You know, he's talking like that way. And he's also talking about... Um, uh, God, my brain's gone completely blank now. But in that second interview, he, he's basically re- referencing everything from a point of view of um, why would I be anywhere else? You know, this is, you know... It didn't even cross in his mind, you know. So it's it's bizarre. It is really bizarre. And the problem is, is you can read these interviews, and you've got this narrative in your head that is being pushed by pundits everywhere. Um, but you know, he was basically talking about his relationship with Jose Mourinho, and just like, yeah, no, I had a great relationship with him. It really connected well. But you know, I had a great relationship with Pochettino. You know, and whoever comes in next, I could have a great relationship with them. Um, you know, if we win our next five games, we could be in the Champions League. That's where our focus needs to be. And then next year, we need to be, you know, improved. So, um, it's it's a strange thing. I mean, the Harry Kane thing, unfortunately, and it does my head in, will probably rumble all summer. Um, he's got the Euros. Um, it just basically means that every game England plays, all we're gonna have to, we're all we're gonna hear about. Um, you know, oh, here's Kane. I wonder if he'll be at Tottenham next year. I wonder which team's going to buy it. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be painful. I think it's, I think it's diff- the Harry Kane situation is different to, firstly, the the Carl Walker situation because Carl Walker come from mm. Sheffield. So, 
Yeah. know, he he came to us. He wasn't, you know, he didn't go through the the academy or academy like no, Hank came. Certainly not the same. And, and Bell was another one as well, where you know, yeah. Bell, uh, although we got him young, he was playing at yeah. Southampton, and I, I think with Kane, and I I don't look. We always try to second guess, you know, what's going through his mind, and how he looks at the future, and mm. it's. If if he was to stay at Spurs for the, for the rest of his career, it's probably unlikely he's going to win anything. I don't I don't think he yeah. will, you know. But um, if he doesn't, he he still he's I know I know he talks in the interview about how important it is to win team trophies, yeah. but it's that thing of if he was to stay with us for the rest of his career, he would be an absolute legend way beyond his like for the rest not just the rest of his yeah. life, but for the rest of Tottenham's history. He he will see see for see for me. I, I've always looked at that and thought I reckon that that'd keep him like like what you just said that that self motivation club's record goal scorer likely the Premier League's record goal scorer but in that interview he basically said that doesn't mean anything to him yeah yeah but but you but then again in the same breath you did mm. say that he was probably pissed off because we didn't win that that League Cup trophy yeah, so yeah you're exactly right it's context context is massive you know and if that interview happened you know. During the Euros, you know, after a load of time away, I think I'd look at it far more negatively. Mm. Right now, I think he's just pissed mm. off, mm. which we all are. Yeah. So, so I get it. Um, heading over to Facebook then, uh, Linton Ford says, Hey guys, loving the content. Keep up the great work. Just for fun, Snog, Marry, Kill, Daniel Levy, <laughs> Steve Hitchin, Jose Mourinho. Could we just kill them all? Um... <laughs> Oh, snog marry. Well, I'd marry Levy for the money. Um, I'd snog Jose for the press. I'd get a lot of money for that as well. And I'd kill Steve Hitchin because he doesn't like transfer windows, and he's a freaking transfer guy. One of, one of the uh, one of the mums um, at the, on the school run. You be very careful. Your wife might listen. To no, this. she knows. Like, she's got a, <laughs> okay. one of the mums has got an absolute uh, thing for Mourinho. Ridiculous. Like she's like oh, just God. fawns over him all the time. She's like she goes. She's a West Ham fan. She goes. I hate Spurs. This is obviously before Mourinho went with him. But yeah. I just honestly, she went. She's talking about Mourinho and like when she talks about him, it's like she's just melting. Oh, <laughs> salivating. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd find that very cringeworthy. But he does have like a cult following. He does. Like he's yeah. he's been sacked, and like we saw about. A thousand people unlike our page the day he was yeah. and I was like, Oh, good riddance. Yeah. I'm so fed up of you mm. with Jose Mourinho as your profile picture on your damn Facebook page. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Yeah, and, and the Twitter accounts are just insane. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't even have a discussion with them like, Yeah, you know, well it just hasn't worked out. They're like, No, it's because your club is crap and all yeah. of your players are rubbish. Yeah. Jose's a god amongst men. <laughs> uh, all right. Fair enough. All right, sure. All right, fair enough. Cool. <laughs> uh Stefan Cruz Alvarez, step in Stefan, the super sub, says, Can we just ignore the cup final? We did. Um, can we talk about next season? What should we be realistically aiming for? Realistically, um, well, safety first. We need to get over the forty points mark. <laughs> oh god, um, I I don't know. So much depends on who we appoint. Um, because I think ambitions for the club will be European football. If you appoint someone like Ten Hag. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe get a cup run to, to cheer us all up. Um, if you appoint Graham Potter, I think you're looking at safety first, mid-table, <laughs> lovely, lovely safe mid-table, you know, you, cushy being back there. Do you know what? Next season, it's going to be this time next season, it'll be Sam Allardyce 
plotting our way out of relegation, won't it? We're going to be there. Fuck me, I don't think I can handle that. Do you know what? I, I think that might be the that might actually be the thing that puts me That's over your the breaking edge. point. It'd be the it'd be the day that like Tottenham have let go of their manager and they've been linked with Sam Allardyce to come in to try and save their season. <laughs> that might be that might be the moment. That might be the time that I go. You know what? Welcome to the MK Dons yeah. news. <laughs> like I am done. We're done. Uh, We're done. Just, just put me out on loan yeah. to another club yeah. for a season. Between. I could not handle that. <laughs> uh, realistic games. I mean, geez, going into this season, we all wanted a trophy in the top four. Um, for the longest time, it looked like that was really realistic, and then everything went to hell. Um, realistic for next season based on how much hell we're in right now I, I'd look for a Europa League place and hopefully pick up a trophy you know because FA Cup League Cup you you can just sometimes get a great run or a draw you know and, and you can make it I mean this season our cup draws have been phenomenal I was going to say you can, get, you can get a good run and then find Man City in the final so <laughs> I mean I mean in the League Cup you're going to find Man City it would appear that Pep Guardiola's decided that that's his favourite little competition that he wants to win every season um, you know it, it's insane they've won it four in a row yeah. so if they win it again next season they, they set a new record mm. Um, which probably means that a few more teams might take it more seriously, by the way. It's like, nope, don't want that happening. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, oh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> um, do you know, one of my plans for this podcast initially, right, was to read out um, the names of teams in the Premier League, in the Championship, and loads of other well-known teams from League 1 and League 2, and then tell everyone at the end of the list that this is the names of all the other teams that haven't won a trophy this season. Yeah. Because I thought it might just highlight to everyone to try and remember that every single season in England domestically there are three major trophies, which means that out of the entire football pyramid of 100 plus clubs, only three of them potentially, and it could be less by the way, Man City could pick up, you know, could be just they... one of them picking up, yeah. um, will win. There is no divine right, there is no kind of, yeah, but we're Tottenham, you know. People need to snap out of that crap. Um, it just needs to be a case of we as a club want to be up there challenging and we want to earn the right to pick up one of these trophies. Um, right now, it doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen. No. <laughs> but but it's like we we, we just got to keep tr- we got to keep going. It's just you know what what is the other option? We we all stop. I mean, ice hockey is a fun sport. We just love <laughs> ice hockey. Um, but yeah, it, we just got to keep. Well, going I've signed. Because... I've got my season ticket for next season, so I've got no choice but to there keep you, going, mate. There you go. There you go. Um, the next one is from Marty Ost. Marty says, "Of the managers realistically linked with us." Ten Hag looks to be the one that is the most interesting. My only concern is that he's 15. He's never, apart from a spell with Bayern's second team, played or managed outside of Holland. Frank de Boer proved that being successful in the Eredivisie means little in the Premier League. None of the others excite me much. If it's true that Allegri turned us down, it is true. I'm relieved. I wonder if we may get a big surprise with the guys from Real Sociedad. The, or the Wolfsburg guy coming in, or that fellow Gaultier, who's done a brilliant job at Lille. Um, Gaultier was linked to us yesterday out of nowhere. Um, the only reason why I'd say no with him is that we took his assistant and one of his coaches when we appointed Jose, and the guy went mental. <laughs> like, like he, he did press conference after press conference, basically calling Jose Mourinho every name under the sun. Daniel Levy was a... 
a bold this and as something else. So if he then becomes our manager, leaving Lille behind like they did, it's one that's hilarious, <laughs> um, but but two, I I don't see that. That that seems that would seem to be one hell of a climb down. Um, <laughs> And also, it would mean that everyone could dig those interviews out. You know, like, uh, Daniel Levy, you're stood here with your new manager. That's great. Uh, you know, 12 months ago, he described you as a bold-headed freak. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, Tottenham fans would be on board. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, day one, the manager hates the chairman. Yay! Well, he said he takes one day this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Normally, it takes a bit longer. Uh, Marty, I think, based on... Uh, the way the press is moving, Ten Hag appears to be the club's uh, new main target. How he feels, being quite publicly third or fourth choice, I don't know. Um, I'm not entirely convinced if I was in his position, I'd, I'd be looking on that all that favourably. Yeah. Um, you're right, you actually share the same concern as me, which is I've seen managers look like they're some of the best tacticians and they play the best football ever at Ajax. And then they go somewhere else, and you're like, "Ooh, okay, that's not worked." Uh, so yeah, like you, that that's my concern. It's, it's you know what? Um, it's very anecdotal, though, isn't it? I mean, like just looking at like players, for example. Do you remember when we bought um, uh, uh, Berbatov over? I was like, "Who's yeah, this random guy?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just set yeah. the Premier League alight. So yeah. I know it. No, you're right. Sometimes no, you are right. managers and players, you know, they you don't know, do you? Until you give them a try. No, no, no you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um. Alvin James Furrer, 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 sorry Alvin, um, what annoys me is that some fans want Levy and Enoch out, despite what they have done for the club, and are dreaming of some wealthy Middle Eastern dictator as a replacement, just like PSG and City. Just as some of those fans dream of Pochettino's return, leading to another five years of not winning a trophy. Poch is struggling to win League 1 in one-horse league and is on the brink of elimination from the Champions League, whereas Chelsea and the former PSG boss are preparing for the final. And people moan about the owners not spending on new players, and yet we do have one of the best squads in the country. Better than Everton, Leicester, West Ham. We need to find the right manager. The Mourinho experiment failed, unfortunately. Um, Alvin, I, I, I have some problems with what you've said there. Uh, Matt, I'm going to hand to you first. No, he, he, he makes some interesting points. He does. But, uh, I don't know, I don't, where's, where's, the, where's the Pochettino hate coming from, man? Yeah, like, um, <laughs> so so, so let, let's run for it. What annoys me is that some fans want Levy and Enoch out despite what they have done for the club. I, th- I think we need to um, firstly break this down. So, Levy and Enoch, let, let's separate them. So, Enoch owned the club. Uh, Joe Lewis owns the club. Uh, yes, Daniel Levy has some uh, shares as well and ownership, but but it is Enoch, it is Joe Lewis. Um, when you say what they've done for the club, they bought the club from Alan Sugar. Um, they didn't put any money in. This is a common misconception with a lot of people. They also haven't taken any money out. So a lot of people are like, oh, Enoch, you know, they just take all the money out of the club. They, they don't. They've literally set the club up, bought it, and they've sat back. They've not put money in. They've not taken any money out purely left it to Daniel Levy to run day-to-day on the basis that the club will pay for itself and will appreciate as an asset in their portfolio. Companies like Enoch are investment companies 
they are always long term. They're not looking to buy something short term, make a turnaround and take it back. They bought the club in the hundreds of millions. I think it was 200 and something million from Alan Sugar. If they were to sell the club now, the market value would be around 2 billion. That's that's their return. That is the money they have made from owning Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Spend 200 million, get back 2 billion. That That's their investment. So what Enoch have done for the club is fuck all. Let's, let's be blunt about that. They have done nothing for this football club other than owning it. What Daniel Levy has done for this football club is phenomenal. In terms of transformation from the Premier League also runs into European football contenders on a regular basis. Yes, everything everything feels crap right now. And we are looking at this as like our worst season in a long time. I think we're seventh. Mm. Still a lot of way above Arsenal as well. Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crowing about that because there's still five games left. <laughs> but if we do finish above them, the, the sheer noise I'm going to make about our worst season in a decade, still above you bunch of bastards, <laughs> is going to be deafening. <laughs> but shh, keep it quiet for now. Keep it quiet for now. It could all go wrong. Keep it quiet. Um, so, so basically, I mean, we are all in despair at the situation. We're seventh. When Daniel Levy, etc. came in, we were fighting relegation. And I remember Jurgen Klingsman coming back on loan to basically stop us from being relegated yeah, from the Premier Yeah, literally. Literally, he came back and stopped us on his own, pretty much. Um, so so let's, let's get some perspective. That although we've not won trophies with Daniel Levy as the chairman, we have moved from fighting relegation, mid-table being the best we could achieve to mid-table being the worst and fighting for Champions League, etc., being up there where we can achieve. So that is a footballing movement during his time in 20 years. The club is unrecognisable from the training ground to the stadium from when he took over. It is now on another level. It is literally up there with some of the best facilities stadium in the entire world of any sport. So, again, you cannot deny that at all. When people right now are calling for Daniel Levy to go, none of that is being discounted. None of that, like for me, for example, none of that is being discounted, but it is being weighed against the negatives. And that is a situation everybody can apply to any aspect of their life. A relationship failing, a a job, a career, anything. The pros and the cons. You weigh it up and you make a decision. This isn't a knee-jerk thing that has just happened because of the European Super League. Levy out has been 10 years gradually growing. It has been a decade or more of just gradually more and more people coming around to the realisation that although this guy knows what he's doing in terms of managing the corporate aspect of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club PLC... When it comes to the sheer amount of decisions, footballing decisions that he is involved in, when why, (laughs) but he is, that are costing us season after season after season. This season right now, here's an example of what Daniel Levy has done to cost us. He he removed Mauricio Pochettino, popular manager, etc. He put in Jose Mourinho. You look at the CV involved in that. Daniel Levy did that completely by himself. He didn't consult the Tottenham Hotspur board. Obviously, they were all unanimous that Mauricio was was going to leave. 
he went after Jose. This was a personal thing for him. He wanted Jose to be at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. He, he pursued him. He got him. He got his man. It was what he wanted to do. It has not worked. In any other walk of life, can you point to me where a manager, a director at a company could make that kind of massive financial decision that went this categorically and unbelievably wrong and still keep his job? Mm, no, exactly. Uh, there, there isn't one. No. There, there just isn't. Like in my business, which is a fraction of a tenth of a hundredth of what Tottenham Hotspur is in terms of money... If I appoint someone to do something and they make a decision that has gone that badly and impacted a team that negatively and all the results and everything and every aspect, they're gone. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't even... In even a decision I'd lose sleep over. It is just you were given an opportunity and it's not worked. Now, you multiply that with multiple times. How many managers has he appointed in all of that time? And the only ones that have experienced success... Have been the fullbacks. Martin Yole was not appointed as the manager of Tottenham Hotspur. He stepped into it because the guy Levy appointed failed spectacularly and left quickly. Harry Redknapp was a safe pair of hands because the club were fighting relegation because the man that Levy wanted to replace Yole, by the way, failed unbelievably. Jose Mauricio Pochettino was not our first choice. Our first choice was Louis van Gaal, who went to Manchester United. Mauricio Pochettino was the second or third choice on that list. He got given the job as a default, and he achieved things and footballing-wise that none of us ever expected. Mm. He was replaced by Jose Mourinho again, one hundred percent a Levy decision, and that has failed horrifically. How? So when I'm saying this about Levy out, and I'm saying this from the point of view, that is not saying all that other stuff isn't fantastic, and I will not forever be thankful for the work he has done, which has been great. I am weighing that against the decisions that he makes on a regular basis over 20 years. 24, 22 managers, when you include the caretakers, have come and gone from Tottenham Hotspur under his tenure. And the only ones that have worked have been fallback plans and basically we've fallen into it somehow. Everyone he's appointed has failed. Yeah. And in doing that, how is he still in a job? Mm. And the reason he's still in a job is because the owners, Joe Lewis, don't care. Yeah, there's no accountability there, is there, from them? No, yeah. there's no accountability because they don't care. Mm. Joe Lewis came to Tottenham once to watch a game and didn't know what colour we were playing. <laughs> This is a story that's doing the rounds because of the European Super League, but it's true. Yeah. They don't care. Joe Lewis, I spent 200, 200 million on that. How much is it worth now? Two billion. Nice. Yeah, happy days. That's yeah. that's what he cares about. Mm. They don't take money out, they don't, but they don't put money in. Tottenham had to borrow 170 million from the government to basically keep the stadium and everything and all the overhead costs going for a year because of COVID. Lots of businesses did for different reasons. That's not uncommon. When Tottenham did that, borrowed that money, it was announced that Joe Lewis had bought another yacht for £125 million. Wow. Cash. Joe Lewis had enough money in his bank account 
to bankroll Tottenham to clear the stadium debt to go. Do you know what? Here's two hundred fifty million to spend on players this summer. Give Jose a real, you know, crack. Or before, give Mauricio's done a great job for five years on a budget. Here's two hundred fifty million to spend on players. Just a cash injection, which you can do in FFP rules and everything that's there. That can be done legitimately in our accounts. It's not like oh yeah, but you can't do that anymore. Yeah, that sort of money you can. He couldn't stick a billion in, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that sort of money could. And think of the impact that would have had already. Mm. You know, we had a hundred million spent. Here's another two hundred fifty million. Think of the impact it could have done. Bruno Fernandez would have been signed for one. You know, just so many examples. But he could have done that. They never will. That's not our owners. So when people are talking about the owners being changed, they're not talking about okay, I want a PSG style owner. I want a owner like yeah, I mean Roman Abramovich. We're basically just writing off a massive. Uh, you know, cash debts from other countries and stuff like that. that. You know, the awful situation, which I don't agree with. You're talking about an owner who actually cares and wants to see on-field success. The Liverpool owners, for all of the problems that Liverpool fans have got with those owners, did back Jurgen Klopp, mm. saw that he was on the right path and went, what do you need to go from here to winning? And he said, I need the best defender in the league and I need this midfielder and then I believe that the team's ready. And they went, well, whatever that cost is, we'll pay it. And they did. Yep. They injected that money. That that was injected to buy those players purposely. And Liverpool then won the Champions League. They won the league. That is the difference. That is an owner that every fan in here would like to have. We're not asking for someone to come in and do the £1 billion write-off because I'm a Qatari prince. What they're looking for is an owner who actually wants on-field success because they see the rationale of if you get on-field success, that grows your brand far more than any marketing campaign in Skywalk ever will. Completely, yeah. So when people are talking about leaving Enoch out, that's the reason. That's the rationale. That's the thing. And of course, you're just going to have some people like, I don't want him, he's bold. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you get that in all walks of life. But hopefully I've explained enough there. The Mauricio Pochettino comment about the five years without a trophy. Um, my friend Alvin, I don't know how old you are, I don't know how long you've supported Tottenham. It could be a case of you're in my father's age bracket, so you came through the 60s, 70s, where Tottenham were winning trophies every decade and stuff like that. Me and Matt can only talk from our experience, which has basically been in the 90s as we were kind of growing up into the 2000s and where we are now. From our point of view, Tottenham aren't a trophy-laden club. No. So I don't start every season thinking I wonder which trophy we're going to win this year yep. I mean Man City fans must start the season thinking well the League Cup's won mm, that's in the um, bank <laughs> hope, yeah you know hopefully we'll pick up the others as well let's go mm. for the quadruple mm. you know Man United fans probably wake up thinking they're going to win stuff every year I know Arsenal think they're going to win the FA Cup every year god they've won it enough you know there are fans and hopefully if the club does transition into being able to do that We'll all wake up with that mentality at the start of every season going, oh, what are we going to do? But for me, the, the five years under Richard Pochettino, we didn't win anything. Did we win anything the five years previous to that? Have we won anything since? It, it's like, you know, you're discounting the togetherness, you're discounting the way we played football, you're discounting everything that happened in there and you're ruling out simply because we didn't lift the trophy. In his first season, we had the chance to win the League Cup. And yes, we lost, we didn't score, blah, blah, blah. But if he'd won that League Cup in the first season, I guarantee you everyone would be like, yeah, but what else did he win? Yeah, completely, yeah. 
So so right now it's like he didn't win our trophy. If he'd won our trophy, it would have been, yeah, what else? If he'd won the FA Cup as well, it would have been, yeah, but only the Cups. He didn't win the league, did he? If he won the league, yeah, but what did he do in Europe? If he won the Champions League, we won the FA Cup, we won the Premier League, everything during his tenure, it'd still be like, yeah, but did we score enough goals? Yeah, completely. You know, yep. People, there is always going to be a reason to mind. And I, I, I've got to get to that mindset. People have got to get to the mindset, which is, you know, enjoy the joy that you have in front of you. Don't continue. Comparison is a thief of joy. If you're constantly looking at Man City and all these other clubs going, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that, you're constantly going to be unhappy. Yeah. Because it's just unattainable. They're just a different level. You have, yeah, it's unattainable unless you have that level of investment and wealth, which we don't. Mm. So so enjoy the times that you've got for joy and, and try and focus that way. That's that's my only thing. Um, you're saying he's on the verge of going out of the Champions League and stuff like that. I don't know why you don't like Mauricio Pochettino, but whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, the Mourinho experiment failed. Yeah, it did. So, yeah. All right. So that's that. Um, Liam Hickey says, I read an article from Peter Crouch about how players' mentality has changed so they couldn't handle Jose's management. Do you think we have the lack of strong characters in the team to ever get success? Players that, when it gets tough, have a bit of backbone to get over the line. The thing is, we've got players like that, like Hoybier, Kane. We've, we have got players yeah. like that. It's just something's yeah, not Lloris. working at the moment. The, 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 the magic key hasn't been switched. You know, the X factor yeah. isn't there at the moment. But it's, it's so many... You know, that's why I just think we've been cursed because, you yeah. know, we've got we've got the, the we, only logical we've got the ingredients the to, to yeah we've got the ingredients to 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 win things and to to be doing yeah. better, haven't we? You know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. It's like you're looking at it constantly, and you're like, because especially after that League Cup final, it's like I need to really analyze this. I need to find the reason. So I've gone all the way through it, and yeah, it's a curse. It's blatantly a curse. <laughs> it's something. It's the only rational explanation. Um, yeah, two parts to that, really, Liam. I think the the Jose Mourinho thing is a really valid point because Jose Mourinho, for me, I think is just simply his mess his his methods are outdated now. Uh, players' fitness in the training isn't up to scratch for what it needs to be. Uh, the Premier League evolved so so quickly. I mean, I remember Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doing an interview with the Man United squad, talking about how it took him a preseason and and into the season to get their fitness levels up. I got a feeling we're gonna have the same problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Genuinely, I got a feeling we're gonna have the same problem. Mostly because players are gonna be like hesitant. Oh, I got to do more running. Yeah. Why? Completely. Um. You know, Josie didn't make me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Josie. Um. You know, uh, you also got the the aspect of um. People are different, and people are different. Like my gener and apply this to your workplace. And I bet most people listening can do this. Like if I might, when I first started, my very first job was working in a warehouse. I was seventeen years old. I was working at Comet. Anyone remembers their electrical retailer Comet before they vanished from the high street? I worked in the warehouse at the back of one of their stores. Seventeen years old. I was in sixth form. Seventeen, eighteen. Like on my first day, one of the managers went, "Oi." fucked hard and I was like what what <laughs> what and he went yeah you come here right I don't know your name so I'm just going to call you moron for the day I need you to do this I'm like oh okay I just got on with it I didn't complain yeah. I was like whatever 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 and I just got on with the day and he, at the end of the day he asked me what my name was and that was it and he was fine you know it was just stupid warehouse banter or whatever workplace he just thought that was the way he speaks to people if in my office I had a office junior, one of the apprenticeship schemes or anything like that, and I went, oi, Mongo to them or something like that. 
One, I'd be in an employment tribunal so fast my head wouldn't even spin. Two, I'd probably be paying their wages for the rest of their life because of it. Yeah. The world's changed. Yeah, completely. The world's yeah. changed. People have changed. Like from, I'm not saying it's changed for the worse. I'm just saying the world has changed. Like me, it, that was water off a duck's back. I grew up with like six older brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know, someone calling me a bad bad name, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear worse at breakfast time, mate. <laughs> Now, generation of kids, they don't, they don't, they won't do that. You know, no matter what, it's like, no, no, you're not, you're not allowed to say that to me. Bang, you, you know, you're in court. Um, and with football players, football players, I'm sure that you could walk into a dressing room with John Terry, etc., and go, "You're crap, you've been rubbish." Da, da, da. And John Terry would take that and be like, "Right, that's it. I'm going to put my fist through a wall." You know, I'm so wanged up, I'm going to go out and prove him wrong. Now you get into a player's face and do that, they're likely to go, right, I need to ring my psychologist, I need to have a conversation <laughs> about this, I need to decompress it. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just the way the world has changed. Yeah, completely. And 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 your methods have to change with it, because if they don't, you get found out. And I think with both Manchester United now, and now with Tottenham, it's pretty obvious it's been found out. And I know people are going, yeah, but look at Kane, look at how he's thrived. If you honestly think that Harry Kane thrived purely because of Jose, you're wrong. It's despite him, not because of him. Yeah, Harry Kane thrives because of Harry Kane. Yeah. And Harry Kane, you know, I saw somebody the other day saying, oh, he scored all these goals under Jose. Yeah, because he never scored before. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a nonsense. Harry mm. Kane thrived under Pochettino. He thrived under Jose Mourinho. And guess what? Whoever the next manager is, Harry Kane will thrive. Yeah. And it's got... Yeah, of course the managers are influencing, and yeah, of course the relationships important. But he, Harry Kane thrives because of Harry Kane. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so let's you know let's park that. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that. Um. Uh. The whole Peter Crouch thing in the interview, I did read that. It was interesting. The lack of strong characters. I mean, like Massey. I mean, you think about the spine of the team. Uh, Hugo Lloris World Cup winning. You know, uh, Toby Alderweireld won everything in Holland. Uh, Choi Bier, you know, buying me academy and stuff like that. Real strong character and presence. Uh, Harry Kane up up top, England captain, very strong character presence. There is enough leadership players in that squad that it shouldn't happen. Yet there does seem to be a disconnect. There does seem to be a problem on the pitch, which is like you know you talk about these good managers. You know, Alex Ferguson. You felt like Roy Keane was his mouthpiece on the pitch. You know, um, you know, Wenger had, you know, Vieira. We we do seem to be lacking that. It does seem to be there's some disconnect. Um, how that can be addressed, uh, probably whoever comes in is one of the things they'll need to address. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I mean that's it. I mean that's all the comments, all the questions. Uh, we shall wrap it here. Word. Um, a big thank you to everybody for continuing to listen because I know at the moment a lot of people are just avoiding everything Tottenham. So appreciate it a big thank you to matt who when i said let's do the podcast he went i'd rather stick things in my eyes <laughs> so thank you for being here <laughs> oh it's been a little bit, little bit more pleasurable right now you you're with me mate <laughs> a little bit a little bit more pleasurable than searing pain you're welcome buddy i think i replied to you love you too thanks a lot yeah uh but yeah big thank you to everybody for listening as always we'll be back next week uh we'll talk about the sheffield united game then obviously as well and we'll look to the four remaining games next week and basically count down this season for it to be over <laughs> uh, until then everybody you take care take care mate thank you
you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. Thank you.